Welcome to Conscious Wellness with Lori Ellis. Hi, I'm Lori, your host. This is the show where we dig deep, we rise above the noise, clear the clutter, and find out what really works, the positive, effective, and sustainable ways to create a healthier, happier, and stronger life. And I'm so excited to bring you this episode because I know you'll find value that you can apply today. And if you haven't yet, please click on the subscribe button, please rate and review. Thank you so much, and I'll see you inside the episode. Welcome back, episode three. I'm so happy you're here. And if you've already listened to episode one and two, that's excellent. And if you haven't yet, make sure to circle back and listen to episode one and two because it really does lay the foundation for everything that Conscious Wellness is about, the vision and what is going on here and what we're talking about. And really the topics are pretty much unlimited because wellness is every aspect of our lives, of our whole self, our whole life, our whole being. Everything that we're doing is part of our wellness and we either have improvement in our wellness or we have a decline into something we call dis-ease. And today I wanted to talk about this connection between mind, body, heart, soul, spirit, all the things because they all have their place. And if you've heard the first two episodes, you hear me talk about the subject of wellness, like this great big picture full of all kinds of puzzle pieces. And those pieces are in place. Some of them no longer belong. Some of them never belonged. And some of them are missing. And we've got to, and let me take that back. We get to figure out, see, I'm still changing my language because this is an ongoing thing to create new habits. So we don't have to, we get to. And we get to change out those puzzle pieces and remove the ones that don't fit, that don't belong. And maybe they snuck in there with different, you know, areas of our lives and different habits and things that have happened and experiences. And maybe they never did belong. And we get to dig those out by the root and we get to replace them with healthier things. So I want to talk about this whole connection because it really is that important to pay attention to every aspect because they do influence each other. For example, if our physical health is declining, that will affect our emotional health. It can affect our financial health, of course, because being sick is very expensive. And we all know people that have gone through a lot of their savings and a lot of their money dealing with their sickness. And so investing upfront in your wellness is definitely less expensive and much more fun and and the payoff is a lot greater clearly Uh, but back to that whole connection you know if we have emotional distress if we have financial distress if we don't feel well in our spiritual life in our emotional life that can then affect our physical life right so it can create this acidity in the body the stress hormones we've talked about before in the first two episodes and that can create actual inflammation in the body which can then affect our wellness so they really are all interconnected and it is important that we talk about them all and pay attention to them all and have the awareness which is the consciousness of all of those areas of our lives and don't let that overwhelm you because it's not something to sit down and worry about it's something simply to realize we have the opportunity every day 
to have clarity. And that clarity then brings us the ability to make new decisions. It brings us knowledge and knowledge is the beginning of creating positive change. So that gets me really excited. And there's an exercise I do with my clients and especially with my core community. So if you haven't heard of core community, it is a growing group. It's pretty new. And we have this amazing group where I teach a live core strength class every week and we meet with a live group call every month and the posts every day are inspirational, informative, educational. We have discussions, we encourage and support each other. It's a place for women to grow and learn and help each other, motivate each other. And it's just a wonderful, really supportive, incredible community. And we all need that. We all need to be surrounded by encouraging and supportive people that lift each other higher, right? Because when we help someone else, we then rise higher. So in that helping of others, we then also rise. And so rising together and helping each other, it's just really wonderful growth together. So if you're interested in that at all, definitely take a look at the link in the show notes and you'll be able to get more information and we'd love to have you join us. But I do this exercise where we look at what I call the wellness wheel. And I didn't create it. It's been around for, I don't even know who was the original author of the wellness wheel. It's been called a life wheel. I've called it the circle of life before when I've used this with clients. And you draw a great big circle on a piece of paper and you divide it up into as many sections as you want. The one that I use, I've divided up into eight sections and every section has a topic of your wellness. So in this wellness wheel, we have our body, our mind, our emotional health, our spiritual health, our relationships, our finances, our business, and our generosity. So the body clearly is the physical health, mindfulness, emotional health. Um, And so then we create an awareness in each section. And the exercise goes like this. We take a look at this circle of life, this wellness wheel, and we have the opportunity to have clarity, to give it a rating, and not from a judgment perspective, but simply from a consciousness and an awareness of where we feel we are in that area. Because sometimes if we're really overly focused on one area, we might be letting another one slip. So we have an awareness of where am I in this area? How well do I feel? How well am I in this area? And then we take a look at that rating and we say, okay, well, what do I want in that area? So here's the awareness of where I am and where do I want to be? And then I add this other exercise. Why do I want to have this amount of wellness in this area? And what will it mean to me when I get to that point of my highest wellness in this area. And you know, it's a constant state of improvement. This life is constantly changing. We are constantly in motion. Life is constantly in motion. New variables come into play every single day, every single month, every single year. And we can't always anticipate what the event might be or what might happen. And we are just keeping ourselves as healthy and strong as possible, getting out in front of our wellness so that we, when things do arise, maybe it's a stressor, maybe it's a move, maybe it's a job change, maybe it's who knows, some variable comes into play and the body is 
is experiencing a challenge and we get to meet that challenge in a positive way by knowing that we can then help the body, assist the body, or it might be in the emotional section of our wellness or the financial section of our wellness. So dividing this up into eight pieces and then saying, where am I in this area? And what do I want in this area? And then why do I want that? And then creating the plan, creating the plan of action between where you are and where you want to be and scheduling those those new decisions, those new choices, those new habits that will help us to get there, seeking the education in that specific area and then creating the action steps toward that goal of where you want to be. So we talk about this in core community and I do this with my clients as well. So this is something that that is really powerful and I encourage you to do this. And if you want more information about that, reach out to me or go to the show notes and click on the link and I would be very happy to discuss this with you because it's really fun to do this as a group. And that group inspiration, encouragement, and accountability is absolutely powerful. So really important to take a look at every area and to look at our wellness as every aspect of our life, including, like I said, mind, body, heart, soul, spirit, every part of our lives, our career, our job, our goals, our hobbies, that really deep um, yearning in your soul about what you want to do and writing those things down and filling in those gaps and not being afraid to write down what you really want. Because a lot of times, especially as women, we don't always feel like we can write down what we want. We're so used to taking care of everyone around us, especially if you're a mother, if you're a wife, if you're a partner, if you're a spouse, if you have children, if you're a caretaker to others. It just is in our nature. And a lot of times women especially feel that they're being selfish if they're going within and caring for themselves. And that's a mindset change that we can allow because Taking care of ourselves is a generosity toward others because like Wayne Dyer always says, I love that he quotes this. He says, you can't give away what you don't have. At least that's where I heard that quote before. It might've been said by someone else too, but we can't give away what we don't have. And we know this, if we allow ourselves to be depleted and we allow something to become a challenge for us, then we don't have that to give to others and giving generosity truly is fulfilling. And so uh, that's really important to take a look at that. So I want to talk about that today a little bit more. Um, and so, and we, we kind of touch on that in episode one and two as well. You know, I wanted to share too, before I get into that, um, what this whole podcasting experience has been so far, when I, when I look at my wellness wheel and I look at, you know, the different aspects and what I feel uh, I want to grow, where I want to grow in those areas of my wellness and how I want those areas of my wellness to be better. And the generosity part and the spiritual and the emotional part and the relationships, those are all aspects where, you know, clearly we are receiving so much more back when we're giving more in those areas. It's a co-creation kind of a, a um, situation and that co-creation is clear when you're working with someone and you have a relationship with someone, whether it's a work relationship or a friendship. Uh, and I have that with clients, the co-creation in the gym, 
when I'm as the trainer and the instructor and then the client and we're co-creating in that energetic space of me instructing them what to feel, what muscle to be thinking about, what to engage, and then I'm watching form and correcting form and helping them to connect to those deep core prime stabilizers. And basically their mind then with them thinking the thoughts that I'm instructing and how I'm I'm giving them the thoughts to think and where to focus, then they're actually using their mindfulness to train their muscles. So I'm making the suggestions and then their mind is creating that connection to those muscles and they're engaging those muscles. And those are all very energetic frequencies. Those are electrical impulses starting in the brain with a thought and then connecting with that neural synapse and then running down the nerve, you know, all the way to that muscle. And that's an actual electrical connection, creating not just a, a new roadmap in the brain, but also a connection to that muscle deepens and becomes stronger. And the goal is for that those deep core prime stabilizers to support and protect the spine and support and rebalance the entire kinetic chain of the whole musculoskeletal system for the protection of being out in functional life and moving in a healthy way, supporting the structure of the body and having that be in balance. So the goal is, of course, to have that balance of musculature so that we don't slip and we don't fall and we don't flail and we're able to automatically then support the spine and the entire torso in the event of potentially missing that bottom step or twisting in a, a strange position and we don't want to leave parts of the body vulnerable to injury. So that's just a little short um, explanation of what I do in the gym with people with my method of what I call core stabilized functional strength. And when I'm working with the client and working with the group, I am instructing and sharing this information and giving them the thought to think and the muscle to connect to while I'm guiding their movement and correcting their form if necessary. And then their mind is talking to their muscles. So then they give me feedback and some of the feedback is verbal and I encourage that. I tell them, you tell me what you're feeling. I'm very well trained in watching facial expressions and of course body language and respiration and form specifically of course form correct form is is everything the most important so i'm watching all of that but i always tell them i can't feel necessarily what you're feeling of course i have my intuition and i'm reading and feeling their energy from their their facial expressions and respiration and body language but i always tell them you know voice to me tell me what you're feeling and so there's this co-creation because then that allows me to take them to the next level and you know to change things if necessary and and all of that but that co-creation energetically and then verbally is so important and when we have that with not just so we have that with each other and we have that in all of the relationships in our lives whether they're work relationships you know, family, you get the idea, but we also can have that with ourselves. And this is the mind, body, soul, heart, spirit 
connection that I'm talking about is having that co-creation with every aspect of your wellness and taking a look at every aspect of your wellness is so important. Okay, so I started to bring up podcasting and and how this made me think about this again, this co-creation that's going on with all of the different aspects of our wellness because every time we start something new, every time we start a new project or we implement a new idea or we start a new job or we start a new client if you're working with clients or you have a new patient or whatever, a new relationship in some way in your life, there is a whole new adjustment period of that co-creation. And so it's like that with every aspect of our lives. And a podcast is a brand new experience for me. I've not done it before. And I've not hosted a podcast before anyway. And it was a great learning experience as well as taking a look at how I show up and what my body feels and what my mind feels and that co-creation between my body, my mind, my spirit, my heart, and all the things that come into play anytime we implement something new into our lifestyle, into our routine, a new habit, a new belief system, something that we want to do that's different. It's a fascinating growth journey. So if you podcast, you know what I mean about that first one, and it brings up a lot of feelings. It brings up a lot of maybe old fears and old thoughts, and it brings them up front and center. Now, I have no problem speaking with people. I have no problem speaking in front of a crowd. It took me years to get to that point because I used to have that fear that a lot of people say they have the biggest fear supposedly is the fear of speaking in front of people. And I used to have that, but I don't anymore. And especially when you are very passionate about what you're talking about, especially then you have a confidence in that area because it's coming from not just your mind, it's literally coming from your heart and your soul. And that is a different type of speaking. So I have no problem speaking to people. I like speaking one-on-one to clients. I love having conversations with friends. I love deep dive conversations. I love giving presentations to groups. I love that energy that's there. And I like now, I'm at a point in my life now where I like to face what I used to think of as fears and I like to see myself step up and I like to go through that growth journey that I know is coming and understanding this wellness wheel and all of the different aspects of your wellness and of your whole being and your whole life really is helpful because of that co-creation that happens. So what do I mean by co-creation? Co-creation just means there's more than one person, there's more than one thing dictating or or in charge, not in charge, that's not the right way to say it, more than one energy in that space. So when two or more are gathered, right, there's energy in that mix. So when you have that co-creation and you're having a discussion, there's a flow, there's a give and take, there's an encouraging and a joining of those voices and those hearts and those those ideas. And when you're speaking in front of a group, there's so much energy being brought back to you, even when they're just listening. When I'm speaking in front of a group, I can see their faces. I can feel 
their energy, there's feedback. Even though they're not speaking, there's feedback in the visual cues. They might be nodding. They might be smiling. You might even just almost just feel the energy just from their body language. And if there's negative energy, that's even fun in a group as well because it's a challenge for the speaker, for the instructor, whoever is facilitating the event and is on stage or in front of the room, they have the opportunity then to open that person up and to move that negativity to a positivity. So that's always really fun. And so there's really nothing to be afraid of and we don't need to be defensive in those situations. If somebody might be negative, we can look at it like an opportunity. So I really enjoy that. And then there's no fear there when you come from that type of a feeling, that type of an emotion that I get to be here sharing this passion that I have and inspiring others and then I get to co-create with their energy and co-create with their responses even if they're just visual cues like I said smiling nodding leaning forward leaning in for the information that then shows you where to go in that speech or in uh, whatever it is that you're doing, you know kind of where to take it. So it's a give and take in that situation. And it's really a give and take clearly in a discussion, that type of thing. And, and in a client instructor or, you know, all of those. So, so you see what I'm saying, but when you sit in front of a microphone, okay, so here's my point. It took me a while to get there, but here's my point. When you're sitting in front of a microphone, the microphone doesn't give you visual cues. It just sits there. The computer doesn't give you visual cues. Now, when I'm going to be on Zoom with interviews, that's going to be completely different. Now we're back into that really great co-creation of, of two people in the same space and the energy of the two people and the thoughts and, and the way that that will go. But when you're talking into a microphone by yourself, there's a lot of weird things that happen in your brain. So your brain is going to go, wait, this is unfamiliar and this feels uncomfortable, but it's truly not uncomfortable. So this is where I'm going with this. When you stop for a moment, when those thoughts come up, maybe it starts to feel like fear. Maybe it starts to feel like your mind goes blank or whatever, whatever experience you might have. And I felt all of those. Honestly, the very first time I sat down to record, it was a mess. It was messy. And I would stop it and start it and stop it and start it. And finally, I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And how it shows up is how it shows up. And then I've learned so much as well. I've learned how to plug in the microphone correctly, what microphone to use. I've learned how to pull up the audio platform and what the recording looks like. And I don't edit, so to speak. I don't edit a lot of, I don't go back through and listen to the whole thing and edit it. I just trust that what's said needs to be said. But I do go back and take out, so I've learned how to do this, go and take out some of the big pauses. And I've learned how to do that. And I learned how to create the intro and I learned how to create the outro. And I learned how to put music to both of those. And I learned how to then put those together. And so that's been a fascinating growth experience as well. But the biggest growth experience that happens is learning and remembering how to co-create with every aspect of your wellness, because your wellness is you. It is every aspect of you in your life. And like I explained in the wellness wheel, it's all of those sections working together. And that creates the whole wellness picture of you. 
And when old ideas pop up and old habits pop up, we can either let them quiet us, we can let them make us stop, we can let them cause us to self-sabotage, retreat, and a lot of people do that. And I've done that a lot of times in my life in the past. And it just takes enough self-development and enough continuing to show up even when it doesn't feel comfortable. And let me redefine comfortable as unfamiliar, as, as familiar, okay? So when people say get outside your comfort zone, I love that, but the comfort zone isn't always comfortable because sometimes the comfort zone is illness. Sometimes the comfort zone is body pain. Sometimes the comfort zone is emotional distress of not having a good self-talk, of not having a good self-worth, of not having a healthy self-esteem. Sometimes the comfort zone, which is not comfortable, is having struggles in relationships, having struggles in your spiritual life and your growth and your connection to your faith. And maybe it's having struggles with comparing yourself to others or having struggles with thinking you need to be something or thinking you need to do something and not following your true inner calling and what you feel really guided and led to do, your passion, your purpose. And sometimes purpose can be an overwhelming word to people, right? So that comfort zone isn't really a comfort zone. It's just your story. It's your story. It's like, what is familiar to you? So let's maybe call it a familiar place, not a comfort place, because we don't want to stay stuck in our comfort place if it's miserable. So people will sometimes choose their old story. And I've seen this happen in the fitness and wellness world. I've been doing this long enough to see people start, have good results, be feeling really good, start reaching their goals, whether it's building muscle, weight loss, whatever their goals are. And then they just stop and they revert back and they quit and they find excuses to go back to their old story because they've reached a point of something that's so unfamiliar to them that they let those voices, they let those made up fears, those made up limitations that show up in that brain, in that self-talk that they haven't done the work to redefine and to strengthen and to change their thoughts and to change the way they decide they want to feel and then do the work to support those changes. And they haven't gotten that far and they revert back because they revert back to what's familiar. And it's not what they want, but it's the story they know. And that's what happens when you start anything new. So starting this podcasting, I decided, you know what? It isn't comfortable in the beginning, but I'm going to keep doing it to the point where it is comfortable. And I'm going to use what I believe is so important and so valuable and works so well when you look at every aspect of your wellness and you gain clarity and awareness in the areas where you're wanting to do the work and then you get started and you make decisions that even when it feels unfamiliar, which we could redefine as fear, but I choose to say it's unfamiliar, it's unfamiliar territory. I'm not scared of it, I'm just unaware of what this is supposed to feel like. And anytime you're putting yourself out there where people are going to hear your voice, hear your thoughts, you are putting yourself out there to potentially be judged, right? And a lot of people stop themselves, but here's the truth. It's actually much more uncomfortable 
to keep yourself hidden. It's much more uncomfortable to keep yourself from expressing what's inside of you and what you feel your soul came here to do. And once we realize that, and that involves getting very clear about our wellness. So many people always think about wellness, like I said in the very first episode, as just our physical health and our strength and our fitness. It really is so much more because like I said in the beginning of this episode, everything is connected and everything affects every other aspect of our wellness. So when we look at doing something new, if we're letting these old habits of thought come back in and control what we do or hold us back, that will be very uncomfortable. And even though it's unfamiliar to step out into something new, it is so empowering and it's part of our growth. So when we are allowing ourselves to give and be generous in that growth and step out and do what we feel we're led to do and then learn along the way because there is an education in every new thing that we do and redefine it as fun instead of unfamiliar and exciting instead of fearful it really becomes a co-creation with every aspect of yourself to encourage yourself and then when you feel more empowered in those areas of your life like your spiritual your emotional your mental health your generosity all of that then affects your physical health in a positive way as well because you are now helping your body to start flooding these happy hormones and start releasing the stress because excitement is going to bring you the happy hormones, the endorphins. It's going to release the cortisol and the adrenaline and the stress hormones when we get into that higher state of happy emotion and feeling like we're more fulfilled. Fulfillment is a really, really great feeling. And one of the worst things that can happen to somebody is they have success on paper, but no internal fulfillment. And we see that with a lot of people. They're not taking care of the other aspects of their wellness. They might have their financial health really great. Like they're doing very well financially, but they've completely eliminated any time and concern and care in their physical health. And then what does it matter? If the physical body fails, nothing that we've created materially even matters. And the other is true. Like if we're totally focused on our physical health and we completely ignore our business and we don't take care of our financial health, then that's going to affect our physical health. And the same with our emotional health and our generosity and every aspect of that wellness wheel. So it really is a fun exercise to do, to take a look at it with a really open heart and an open mind to not judge yourself, not let yourself fall back into old habits of competition or regret or any of those negative feelings, those very low vibrational feelings that can start to cause your body stress because you can think a negative feeling and have a negative emotion and it will affect your physical body. We know this. So we can preempt this. And this is what I do with clients and with our community is we go into this exercise very open and very excited about having the opportunity to improve. It's not about beating ourselves up. It's not about feeling like we're behind. 
No one is behind. We're never late. Everything is exactly the perfect time that it's supposed to be. Why? Because it is. Because the present moment is what is. And this is what we have. And this is what we have to be grateful for. So when we look at every aspect of our life, we can go, I'm excited that I have the opportunity right now to take a good, clear look at this and have the awareness of what I get to do between where I am and where I want to be. And that's exciting because every day we get those opportunities and those choices if we're aware and conscious of the fact that that is a fun part of life, this ability and opportunity to improve and to take the steps to do those things, whatever it is. So when I looked at podcasting, I mean, honestly, it took me about two years, three years before I finally decided to do it. And some of it was a timing thing with my life and everything going on in my life. But to be completely 100% honest and genuine with you, which I always will be, by the way, um, there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of myself holding myself back and I had to do the work. I had to do that co-creating within myself in all those areas of my life and do the work to get myself to the point where I felt how I needed to feel in order to step into this. And sometimes we don't feel ready and we do it anyway, but we really do want to be excited about it. And then we just do it. There comes a time when you know, ready or not, here we go. And that's what I did. So where you are in your life with what you want to improve, whatever area of life it is that you want to improve, take the time to be clear about it. And then be honest with yourself and take the first step, which is to make the decision. And then sit down and write down what you want in that area and why you want it. And then an action step toward that. Seek the education, find a mentor, find a community, find a coach, an instructor, a trainer, whatever mentor you need that's been there, that's been through, that that knows how to help you get from where you are to where you want to be and someone that you feel really comfortable with and someone that you know is going to motivate you and hold you accountable and give you the steps and follow up and that's all very important. So with this podcasting, I had to get very clear about the fact that I was holding myself back out of a lot of things that I would have defined as fear years ago and now I just define them as, oh, That was something that was unfamiliar to me. And I get the opportunity to learn all of this and changing my mindset and looking at my wellness wheel and going, okay, I want to advance in this part of my my wellness wheel. And generosity is really near and dear to my heart. And generosity, I believe, is the most fulfilling thing in our lives. And so I knew that by starting this podcast, I was going to be able to put myself out there, share my story, share what I continue to learn and what I've been doing for 24 years in my own wellness and fitness life and be able to share that with more people by doing this podcast. And so I got clear on that and then I did exactly what I instruct and what I help other people to do, which is to have clarity and rate where I was and then be able to say, what do I want? Well, I want to be able to give more. I want to share more. I want to learn more. And learning, you learn so much when you're teaching. It is an expansiveness that we wouldn't have otherwise. So I wouldn't know how to do these technical things had I not started this podcast. And that has been an amazing education that is now taking me to other areas of my businesses 
where I'm learning the technical skills to be able to advance those businesses as well so that I can put myself out there in other areas. And that's been a fascinating journey. So everything does build upon itself, just like every area of our wellness affects the other areas. Everything that we learn then takes us to another level and allows us another opportunity for growth that we wouldn't have had had we not stepped out in that other area. So it's really fascinating, isn't it, to learn this and to know that we have the opportunity, especially when we put ourselves in a place of what's unfamiliar and redefining fear as an opportunity to step out and do something new. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And the whole mind, body, heart, soul, um, spirit connection and how we have that when we're co-creating out there in the world with everything that we're doing and everybody we're meeting and all of the relationships in our lives. And we have that also with ourselves. And when we realize that, that our mind, body, heart, soul, spirit, all are connected and all are, and all of these areas of our wellness, our physical health, our mental, emotional, spiritual relationships, finances, business, our generosity, our abundance, our, our ability to receive affects our ability to give. Again, we can't give away what we don't have. So all of these things are very important and and work together and affect each other. And so that is a co-creation. Helping one area helps the other area. Helping each other, we, we both receive, right? So that's really what I want. And I'll end with that because I could keep talking about it, um, but I think that's a really great place to end. I hope you enjoyed this. I would love your feedback. I would love to continue this conversation. If you are interested in the core community I spoke of, click on the link or reach out to me in a message. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. I'm so happy you were here for this episode of Conscious Wellness. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And if you like this show and you feel you're receiving valuable information and tools that you can apply to your life today, please share this with a friend. We want everyone to feel excited and intentional about their future. And we want you to get up every day feeling empowered to take positive action steps toward better wellness. If you haven't already, please subscribe and please rate and review. We're so grateful. And send us your questions. Let us know what topics you want to learn more about. You can send a message to info at elliswellness.com or the contact form at elliswellness.com where you can also sign up for the newsletter. Thank you so much. Now go out there and have an amazing day.